0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be looking at the horoscope for the month of August, which I cannot believe that we are already into the month of August. It's so wild. In just a few months, we're going to be in 2023 feels so surreal anyway. Just a reminder, before we get started, I do want to remind you all that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer, which is different than Western tropical. If you would like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology now. I have a podcast embedded there that shares more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology. If you would like to calculate your Vedic birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart and you'll find other resources and playlists available to help you decipher your own chart. (sighs) So this has been super wild. Um, If you've been following astrology now, we've been discussing that the month of July and August are going to be two of the most intense months of 2022. And honestly, for the rest of 2022, we're going to experience a lot of shift and change relatively rapidly. And coming back to this conjunction that we're all experiencing now, we've been experiencing it for the past few weeks, it's kind of coming up to a head now, is this conjunction between Mars, Uranus, and Rahu. And so Mars, Uranus, and Rahu, again, they've been traveling together for the last several weeks. And on July 31st and August 1st, they're all going to be in the same degree of Aries. So again, just kind of reminding everyone refreshing your memory because this is an August horoscope and we're kind of starting off the month with a bang. These three planets together creates a very rebellious energy, a revolutionary energy, an explosive, hot, fiery energy. And we're going to be experiencing that in the world at large and also on an individual level. So a lot of you may be feeling some intensity in some area of your life. And of course, it's going to depend on your rising sign. And of course, if you have planets at these sensitive degree points. So if you have planets in Aries, particularly 23 to 27 degrees of Aries, but I mean, maybe even earlier, you know, if you have any planets in the Nakshatra of Barney, that's very significant. If you have any planets from 23 degrees to 27 degrees of really any cardinal sign. So Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, you all are going to be being impacted by this even more. But again, even if you don't have planets here, it's still an intense time that all of us are experiencing. And we do see things heating up in the world as well. And so this podcast is going to post on the 29th, so a few days before this conjunction on the 31st and the 1st. But I just want you to really watch what happens in the world, and I want you to really watch what happens in your personal life. Now is not the time to make rash decisions. It's not the time to make irrevocable decisions. It is... You know, all of us are feeling this heat and this fire and this passion. Aries is the sign of impulsivity and impatience. And so we really need to be mindful about the actions that we take at this time. We really want to work to slow things down and we don't want to engage in unnecessary conflict. We don't want to come off as impatient, immature, or irrational. We want to really try to work against that as tempting as it may be. And... The good part about this transit is that it's an amazing time. Something that I keep hearing people talk about is their dreams and their passions and what they want out of life, what they wanna do. This is a really positive Aries quality and you know, really Martian, even Uranus and Rahu as well. It's like this forward moving, um, going against the grain energy. So whatever it is that you've been doing, you may be feeling this passion and this calling to shake it up and do something else. So it is an amazing time to start cultivating your dreams, to start making big decisions or bold moves, maybe even taking um, leaps of faith. But I do want you to be mindful with Aries because we can sometimes jump into something impulsively without thinking about the long-term effect. So if you are wanting to take a leap of faith, if you're wanting to do something out of passion, just make sure to think of the practical steps that you can take ahead of time, just to make sure that you're setting yourself up for longevity. So that was a little bit of a reminder. Again, on August 1st, we are entering the month with that conjunction. So it's especially prominent now. And we will be seeing this type of impulsive, immature, um, irrational even energy in the world around us. So we do need to be mindful. And also like accidents, injuries, fender benders, it's just a time to be super, super careful, okay? I am sitting at home I am actually sitting in my living room. I'm trying this out for size. I've been recording in my kitchen. If y'all don't know, I moved recently and so I've been setting up my new home. My bed finally came today. It weighs like 200 pounds. I can't even lift it by myself, but I'm so grateful that it's here. Just kind of settling in, uh, getting things together. It's just really a time of Vata for me with all of the movement and the change. And my car has been in the shop. My car was in a shop for an entire week. And miraculously, my best friend literally lended me his car. So I was in his car for a week. I just got my car back today. So I'm hoping after the first, things are going to start mellowing out. And for all of y'all as well, regardless of where this is happening for you and what area of life is being impacted, after the first, really, I mean, third or fourth, things should start feeling a little bit easier after August 10th. Mars will move out of Aries. And so we are going to feel a little bit of relief in that regard. So that was another question I had gotten is when is this gonna end? (laughs) Remember that 2022, we still have some movement to get through, but this really intense time is gonna be over on August 10th. And I totally understand. I'm also so ready (laughs) for it to be over but we also have an opportunity to be in discomfort and allow ourselves to experience change and really notice what it feels like to practice non-attachment and to practice santosha santosha is contentment and of course non-attachment is a parigraha so it's a wonderful opportunity to kind of hone into these things and release a little bit of control and notice what it's like um, to stay in the center of the heart and not be so focused on trying to control the outside world but really focusing on what we can control and how we can tr- can control our behavior because now is such an amazing time to really practice. You know if things are really easy and things are going really smoothly, we don't really get the chance to harness our skill set when it comes to staying calm you know to controlling our behavior to, you know, really see how we respond under pressure. And so if you are one of these people that's feeling a little bit of heat, that's feeling a little bit of pressure, now is the time when all previous lessons apply and you get to put into action everything that you've learned and really call forth these higher qualities of patience and compassion, self-love, generosity, things like that. So try to keep that in mind. That's what I've been trying to keep in mind. So that is August 1st. When we are looking at August as a whole, we are going to be seeing quite a bit of movement with the quicker moving planets. And this happens every month. Mercury will move into Leo and then eventually into Virgo. The Sun is going to move into Leo. Venus will be in Cancer for almost the entire month. But we're seeing this movement and transition and we still have really full cardinal signs and I've been speaking about that is that Rahu and K2 are in cardinal signs Saturn is in a cardinal sign Venus will be in a cardinal sign I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about Venus today but there's just a lot of shift happening and there's a lot of shift happening relatively rapidly so let's go ahead and get into our transits for the month Mercury is going to be the first planet to move. Mercury is going to transit into Leo from August 1st until August 20th. So Mercury in Leo, on a personal level, this is an amazing time for grand speech or really being able to speak from the heart. Leo is the sign of the heart. It's expressive, it's charismatic, it's gregarious. and it really wants to express so again this is a great opportunity to really take up space to allow yourself to express your authenticity and also to express yourself creatively rather it be through words or painting art um, writing especially because mercury has so much to do with writing of course it also has to do with speaking as well so excellent time to flaunt your creativity to really focus on communication and again letting yourself take up space like this is a fantastic time to do so and also revel in others ability to take up space as well having pride in your thoughts pride in your ideas not holding yourself back especially if you're holding yourself back for the comfort of others sometimes we have that tendency where you know, maybe we don't want to take up too much space or we don't want to share an idea. This is the time to really flaunt your ideas and allow yourself to share. I do want to say to be a little bit mindful at the beginning of the month when Mercury is in Magha Nakshatra, that will be from August 1st until August 8th, there could be some sort of loss due to communication. We, you know, Mercury is going to be aspected by Mars. It's going to be aspected by Rahu. So we may have a tendency to maybe even be egoistic or be overly prideful, uh, lacking humility. And we may also speak out of context or we may accidentally have a slip up. So especially when Mercury's in Magha from the first until the eighth, be especially careful. But really for all of Leo, we want to be mindful, not to be overly egoistic, not to be overly prideful. We can take up space while still exuding humility. We can share ideas while still, um, again, standing in that space of being humble and being able to take responsibility for things that we may miscommunicate as well. But don't hold back trust your ideas, take pride in yourself. This is also an excellent time to learn about tradition, learn about lineage, because Mercury has so much to do with studying. So if you've been wanting to learn something new, if you've been wanting to get more into traditional views or traditional traditional studies, um, occult science, occult practice, especially from the old lineages, this is a phenomenal time to learn these things, okay? On a global level, as you may assume, this can definitely be a time where we see people taking up a ton of space, maybe being a little um, presumptuous, perhaps they may not be thinking about other people so much, because the sign of Leo, as much as I love the sign of Leo, sometimes they can have a hard time thinking about other people or making room for other people or um, being considerate if it's out of balance. And it is receiving this aspect of Mars and Rahu. So we may see some of this overly aggressive speech, overly domineering speech, not being as diplomatic or compassionate when it comes from people in leadership or when it comes even to people around us in our day-to-day life. So it is an opportunity to have a little bit more patience and compassion with people as well. Mercury is going to move into Virgo on August 21st and will remain here for the rest of the month. This is a super nice place for Mercury to be. Mercury is exalted in the sign of Virgo and it's going to be receiving the aspect of Jupiter. So with Mercury receiving the aspect of Jupiter, and being exalted this is an excellent time for communication studies writing emails sending messages if you've been needing to um, write up some sort of report for work if you've been needing to have a tough conversation if you've been needing to write some sort of paper for school if you're doing some sort of summer class or anything to that extent this is an amazing time for communication and we will see this again we'll, we'll see this in the world around us as well And as I was saying for Leo, it's an excellent time for the creative writing, creative arts, for communication. When Mercury is in Virgo, this is a great time for more of the analytical pursuit. So all of us may be feeling a little bit more analytical, a little bit more thoughtful. I do want you to be mindful not to get lost in your thoughts or to overanalyze and drive yourself crazy because Mercury and Virgo can do this if it's feeling a little out of balance. But mostly I see this being a great transit for us on an individual level. So let's go ahead. Oh, one thing I did wanna say with Mercury and Leo on a global level, um, especially for the United States, this can increase communication with foreign affairs and communication may be enhanced when it comes to foreign affairs. Um, when it comes to like other countries and other leaders, we may see there be more communication, more dialogue, and maybe even more meetings planned in that time. Again, with the United States specifically with other countries or leaders of countries. So that's what we can expect from Mercury. Let's go ahead and look at Venus. I really want to talk about Venus. You guys know me. I love relationships, Venus is always a really interesting planet for me to watch. I'm sure I'm not alone in feeling that way. So Venus is going to be in Cancer from August 6th until August 31st. So right until the very end of the month. And so when Venus is in Cancer, it is in a cardinal sign, which brings a lot of rapid movement and a lot of change. Venus is going to be aspected by Saturn and by Jupiter. Remember that the sign of Cancer right now it's really receiving a lot of aspects. At the beginning of the month, it will be aspected by Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars, but by August 10th, Mars will move into Taurus, um, which will be alleviating for the sign of Cancer. So from August 10th onwards, Cancer is going to be aspected by Jupiter and Saturn, which is actually really powerful for a manifestation. It gives us the growth and the expansion of Jupiter. It gives us the discipline and the perseverance of Saturn. So it can really make a lot of positive, um, positive moves happen. It can, again, it can help us with manifestation and growth and development. It does put pressure. It almost puts like this, deep need to do something wherever uh, cancer is placed in your chart, it's going to put that type of pressure, but it usually results with a lot of growth and again, manifestation. So wherever cancer is placed in your chart, you can expect that. And again, it, it will likely feel a little bit more comfortable after August 10th and looking for all of us, right? Venus is the karka or significator of relationship and it's going to govern love and connection, attraction. It also has to do with wealth and finances. Cancer is the sign of security and safety and nurturing. It's very empathetic. It's very sensitive. Obviously, it's very watery and intuitive. With Venus and Cancer like this, it may put an emphasis of security in love. So it is a great time to contemplate your needs and also the needs of others, really contemplating what helps you feel secure in love and romance, how you can help other people feel secure. So really contemplating the needs of yourself, but also contemplating the needs of others. This is a beautiful opportunity to give Generously and really working to see the other side of things, the other perspective of things. Sometimes we can kind of uh, get lost in our own experience, especially (laughs) if we're trying to find security or safety, right? If like an attachment wound is getting triggered, we may not be able to fully see uh, the other perspective or the other side, or if we're feeling hurt, if our feelings got hurt, or if we're feeling slighted, it may decrease our ability to, see the reality of what's going on because we're so caught up in our own inner experience. So notice what kind of happens. This is an opportunity to work with that energy and love, to work on grounding ourselves and create our own security and stability so that we may give what we need to ourselves and show up ready to nourish others as well so just notice if any of those little triggers happen if it does it would likely be before the 10th after the 10th it's still certainly possible as well but before the 10th again there may just be a a special spark of intensity there there may be a little bit of vulnerability but this is always an opportunity again for intimacy and for a deeper understanding of ourselves and others so Just because there may be some intensity in love, there may be a little bit of rockiness or vulnerability, it's always an amazing opportunity to connect. With the aspect of Saturn on Venus, we may all be considering long-term impact of relationship. Rather we be single or in a relationship, we may be evaluating what we want long-term, and it's also a good time to evaluate what we want long-term because of that Saturn aspect onto Venus. I do want you to be mindful of controlling behavior in yourself or in others. And Venus is diplomacy. So yes I'm highlighting romance but it could really be with anyone because Venus again it governs that ability to kind of give and receive love and we give and receive love to a lot of people in our lives. So everyone should really be paying attention to this and we're all going to be a little bit prone to controlling behavior because of Saturn's aspect on Venus and because of Pluto's aspect on Venus. So be mindful of that controlling behavior and in our Um, interpersonal relationships again this is a wonderful time to work on that diplomacy and harmony finding that balance between our own perspective and the perspective of others because Venus is all about giving and taking to wrap up with Venus security safety long-term commitment it's going to be a theme and it's also a really good thing to contemplate when we're looking at this from a global perspective Venus also is associated to wealth and finances as is Jupiter. So Jupiter and Venus both have to do with wealth. uh, Cancer again has to do with feeling safe and secure. Saturn is aspecting Jupiter. Saturn is aspecting Venus. There is going to be a lot of emphasis placed on the economy and wealth during this period of time. I also think there's going to be a lot of emphasis put on water and food as well. This is a very important thing to put on your list of things to watch out for when it comes to global affairs. So we're going to be thinking about how we can nourish the populations, how we can take care of the populations. Um, And again, the economy is going to be a huge priority this month. I would imagine with that aspect of Saturn onto the two planets that represent money and wealth so we do want to keep an eye on that finally i do want to say this is a fun time to date especially if you have like plans in cancer um this could certainly bring if you're single it could bring a special love interest and definitely more passionate as well because venus is having that aspect of jupiter and saturn so those are all things to watch out for when it comes to venus and finally with that pluto aspect to venus globally this is you know wanting control so wanting to get control over the economy wanting to get control over food and water and things like that i've seen a lot of things online with water and i remember predicting this it was either in the yearly horoscope or something i did with jupiter and neptune But I figured that this year we would be really focusing on water and water resources. And this has become an increasingly important thing in the media. So I do encourage you to watch for that. So let's go ahead and look at Mars in Taurus. So Mars has been in Aries for the last several weeks, shaking things up. On August 10th, Mars is going to move into the earthy, grounded, fixed sign of Taurus. So Mars will be in Taurus from August 10th until October 15th. And remember that later in the year, Mars is going to go retrograde. So Mars will go retrograde at one degree of Gemini. And then move back into taurus so mars is going to be spending a ton of time in taurus this year so definitely take all of this into consideration for the long term and i'll definitely make sure and keep you all updated so taurus is an earth sign right it mars has been in aries it's a cardinal sign it's a fire sign now it's going to move into the fixed earthy sign of taurus taurus has to do with finances and wealth and the economy. It's an earth sign. This is what the earth signs govern. When we're looking at the chart, these are the Artha houses, the second house, the sixth house, and the 10th house. Second is Taurus, sixth is Virgo, 10th is Capricorn. So the natural art, the houses, the wealth building houses have this association to the earth signs. And even if we're looking at the tarot, the earth signs are associated to the pentacles a lot of the time. And the pentacles are the wealth uh, cards involving money and finances. Taurus is also going to be associated to the second house, right? So it's the second sign, second house. It's all about... Food, second house is about food. It's about how we spend money, our feelings about spending money. The second house is also going to be associated with the face. There's this association to beauty and luxury and having nice things, uh, decorating, jewels and gemstones. Like this is all very Taurus stuff, flowers. So when Mars comes into Taurus, first of all, this is a great time for cooking. Because Taurus has this association to food and comfort, having Mars here, it is an excellent time to learn how to cook meals, how to maybe even grow your own food. Maybe you wanna start like a little micro garden. You can grow some herbs or some tomatoes in the backyard, something like that. Excellent time to invest time in these activities. It is a good time, uh, again, to cook. Mars in Taurus is a great time to really take it slow. This is a very stubborn sign. Taurus is a fixed sign. So this is a good time to focus on money, how we spend money, how we think about money and planning for the long term. There may be the tendency to burn a hole through our pocket. Mars is super hot, Taurus has to do with wealth we may find ourselves spending money rapidly so trying to slow down trying to be grounded trying to think about things in the long term is going to serve us very well it's a good time to work on stamina and duration in general Mars has so much to do with our bravery our courage how we exert energy Taurus is all about stamina, taking things at a pace where it can last a long time. So again, this is a time to strategize any endeavor that you're going into, any action that you're taking, anything that you're getting swept away with passion for or with, make sure to think about those practical steps that's going to help it last a long time and really set you up for success. This is not the time to quit easily and give up when it comes to things that are challenging in your life. This is a time to put in the work and effort for long-term achievements, and again, setting those steadfast goals. On the downside, because Taurus is fixed, this can be quite stubborn. And so we do want to be careful when it comes to arguments and fights, because Mars governs irritability, arguments, and fights. When Mars is in Taurus, we may really dig our heels in and insist on being right. It's really not worth it. It's really not worth it. Really be mindful when it comes to being stubborn or bullheaded when it comes to disagreements or arguments. Finally, what I'll say on a personal level is that there may even be a greater passion or desire to create beauty Um for yourself you may get really passionate about dressing yourself nicely or you may feel inspired to buy like a gorgeous new flashy dress you know because mars is really passionate and it's like the kind of like a sexy energy so there may be that emphasis put on apparel on a global level taurus is food right um also it has to do with money and wealth so i can certainly see this um putting a lot of energy here we do certainly want to be careful. And I do see there being a lot of stubborn behavior when it comes to conflict and demands. Um, the positive thing about this is that Taurus is very practical. So I do see there being a lot of practical energy put on the economy and financial goals and decisions. I do see there being a lot of energy focused on food and water and um, things that keep us secure and safe. You know, the second house has a lot to do with creating that type of structure. And I keep saying the second house because it's associated to the second sign, just in case you guys missed that. So we wanna watch out for that with Mars and Taurus. On August 11th, we are going to have a full moon in the Nakshatra of Dhanishta, which we can talk all about in a separate podcast. I'll be sure to record a podcast entirely on Dhanishta That should be next week. And so Danishta has this affiliation to actually wealth being the richest one. And it also has to do with rhythm of life. There's also so much around education and independence. So we will be sure to spend a lot of time speaking about Danishta, But for now, just remember that the full moon is a time of releasing and letting go and shedding layers. That will be August 11th. On August 13th, the sun will oppose Saturn directly. This can have an impact on our vitality. We may feel a little bit of a dip in energy. We may have a little bit of uh, more tendency to have issues with bosses or people who are in positions of leadership. So we wanna be careful. And of course, we could see clashes with leaders around this period as well. From August 16th to August 17th, the moon is going to be in Aries with the planet of Rahu and Uranus. You can mark these days of particularly spicy atmosphere. Definitely be a little bit mindful around the 16th and the 17th. Don't make irrevocable choices. Don't do anything impulsive. From August 16th to September 17th, the sun is going to be in the sidereal Leo. So remember that I study the sidereal system. This means that after august 16th if you go outside with a star app and you hold it up to the sky you will see that the sun is sitting literally in the sign of leo so if you were born from august 16th to, to i'm sorry <laughs> august 16th to september 17th this means that you were born with your son in the sign of leo so happy birthday to all of our leo sons we love you for being so loyal and gregarious and fun and entertaining. You guys make the best storytellers. You guys are so loyal. You really show up in a way that demonstrates to others what real friends look like and how to make friends family. I feel that Leo is one of the most loyal, protective, fun, enjoyable signs. So happy birthday to you all and thank you for showing up um, with your charisma so the sun is going to be in leo again this month and into september so when the sun is in leo it is going to be receiving the aspect of rahu and mars so this is pretty hot The sun does love being in Leo. It's in its own sign. So when the sun is in Leo, it's in its Mula Tricone sign. It is doing very well. It is feeling very strong here. So we love the sun when it's in Leo. It gives a lot of power. So on a personal level, definitely take advantage of your personal willpower and your personal courage. This is an amazing time to take charge, to be courageous, to take bold steps, to follow your heart and to follow your inspiration. Earlier, I was talking about how um, it's such an amazing time to like go for our dreams and to follow our heart and to follow what moves us. And I was also speaking about how Leo, It's the fifth sign so it has its affiliation to the fifth house it's all about creativity and expression and being led from the heart leo is the heart and the sun is the soul right it is also purusha which is infinite consciousness so it's kind of pausing for a second remember that we have purusha and we have prakriti prakriti is infinite consciousness it is what weaves through all of life and connects us all and it expands throughout all of time and space Prakriti is that which is created. So it's the finite nature of reality, the things that are constantly changing and evolving, decaying and growing. The sun is the infinite consciousness, it's Purusha. And so when the sun is in Leo, it gives us that ability to really live from the heart, to tap into our own compass, the compass of the heart, our own spiritual connection our own dharma you know what it is that we're here to do what really moves us what it is in life that we can't not do things that we can't live without really passionate and exciting and with that again the aspect of mars and rahu it's really going to amplify that passion and that excitement as well but we always want to be mindful right we always want to have some practical steps involved You guys can tell I'm like a Saturnine person. I'm like, and (laughs) let's make sure we have some practical steps. Some other things to contemplate when the sun is in Leo this month is who's in our pride right? Who are the people that we have in our kingdom? When we think about a kingdom, it functions because there are people who are put in place carefully, people who are elected that are wise and learned. They know us, they have our best interests at heart. We trust them. We value them and their professional viewpoint. Who are we surrounding ourselves with to, to create our kingdom? And is it going to be successful? My best friend, Kaylee, asks me this. He's like, who do you want to be ruling in your kingdom with you? And that completely changes my perspective when it comes to who I'm really electing into my life to be an important person. So that's something I wanna pass on to you. We are going to spend a lot of time talking about that towards the end of the month when we have our new moon in Leo, which we'll talk about. But be expecting to have that conversation a little bit more later. On a global level, Leo is also a fixed sign. So we're kind of moving from this really cardinal uh, filled space to a little bit more of a fixed space. And so that can add a little bit more of a stubbornness of a resistance to things. And because the sun is also leadership, CEOs, presidents, prime ministers, etc., cetera, we do want to be mindful of that egoistic behavior. I mean, on a personal level, we need to be mindful during Leo season. We want to be really careful not to act with too much pride. We don't want to disregard other people's opinions or other people's ideas. We wanna be open to advice. Again, that's how a kingdom works. A good leader has humility. A good leader knows how to lead from behind. It's not about running you know, in front and making everything about us all the time. There's the place to take space and to speak from the heart and to go for what we love, but we don't want to abuse power. We don't want to abuse the spotlight we certainly don't want to push people out of the way or show up again with that kind of brutal egoistic behavior that's on a personal level on a global level we may see some of this occur i think that we will see strong gestures made from leaders and i do want us to all be mindful of these conflicts and having maybe a little bit of a prideful egoistic thing going here we do want to be careful Uh, But we can also see, again, those strong, powerful moves made, and we may also witness a lot of pride for the homeland as well. Finally, on August 27th, we will have our new moon in Magha, which we will spend extensive time talking about the kingdom, our pride, lineage. Uh, what makes us, who made us, who contributed to who we are, and also creating our own pride and our own lineage here in the making. So we'll spend some time talking extensively about that. I'm gonna take a peek at the night sky to see if there's anything else that I missed. I think that that's pretty much it. I do wanna really think about this, um, this Saturn-Jupiter aspect we have. This is a lot of change with global affairs. This is a lot of change with the economy and also culture. And I do want to say as well that Pluto is in Capricorn, and I know that I talk about this all the time, Um, but since I started this podcast in 2018, I've been wanting to remind you all that when Pluto is in Capricorn for the entire world, Capricorn represents government and government structures. As soon as Pluto entered Capricorn in 2020, we saw global shift, global change, We are going to continue to see that for the next several years, and particularly for the United States. Remember that it's around 2024, when we have our next election, that Pluto is really returning to the degree point. So we're going to be seeing so much change and transition happen in our government, in government structures, in power, and how we view power, even in currency and finances. So we wanna keep that in the back of our mind. If we know that that is coming, if we know that that's coming in 2024, we can usually expect some pretty big events to happen so that it can set that change into motion. So we're just kind of seeing everything unravel in real time. It's very interesting. And when we have astrology, we can really plan for it, we can anticipate it and we can move through it a lot more gracefully. As I was referring to at the beginning of the podcast, at the end of the day, what we have control over is how we operate, how we respond to things and how we show up in the world. And man, recently, I mean, honestly, to be completely honest with you guys, this has been very difficult for me. (laughs) These past few weeks have been so hard and I knew that they would be hard. And what has helped me so much is the kindness from people around me, the kindness from my friends, the kindness from even neighbors, people who have met me through Instagram. And it's the gentle words, the um, sincerity, the generosity that's really made it doable. And so I'm sharing that because how you show up to someone it could really impact them in a way that you may not even be able to imagine. An uplifting statement, an honest reflection about what you see in them, the good that you see in them, Um, just doing a small gesture of service, offering a little bit of compassion or warmth, it can go so much further than we even know. You know, We're not trained to know this, but you really do have the power to create change in the world for someone. We may not be able to change the world, we may not be able to control the world, but for the people around us in our vicinity, the people who we come into contact with, we definitely have the power to influence how they experience their life and that's their entire world. So please do try to keep that in mind. You have so much potential. You're so much more powerful than you think. I hope that you move through this month feeling passionate and excited and creative and really allow yourself to take up space while also honoring others space and seeing the good in them as well. So that is August horoscope. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can go to inner click on offerings and then reading. I have a Patreon page where I talk about how all of these transits will influence each of the Zodiac signs. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. My Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. And my email is astrology at gmail.com. If you have any questions again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much.